Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at SixSecondStories.com. Hello, all my compelling storytellers out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Storytelling Lab. I am your host, Rain Bennett, and this is another solo episode with just me and you. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty of storytelling and why your stories aren't working. So over the past few episodes, the past few solo episodes, we've talked about characters. We've talked about story structure. We've talked about sequencing And today, before we go further, I want to talk about the mistakes, the mistakes to avoid, the mistakes that I have noticed over years of working with clients on telling their stories, the mistakes that inevitably come up that I am constantly having to help my clients solve. My goal here is for me to identify these or help you identify these early in your storytelling journey so that you don't learn these the hard way, but maybe you learn these the easy way. And before you start telling your stories to your audience, you already know the things to avoid. That's what we're going to try to accomplish today. Okay, so there are five common brand storytelling mistakes that I see all the time that I want to help you avoid. 
The first one is that there is not just one brand story to tell. Folks, I cannot tell you how often I've had a client or a potential client come to me and say, hey, Rain, we need help with our brand story. We just need to tell our brand story. I'm here to tell you that that strategy might have worked 10 or more years ago when you make a video, you put it on your website, you, you tell the story about your company and why you exist and boom, bam, your job is done. Well, those days are done because now there's not just one brand story to tell. There are stories, multiple, infinite amount of stories to tell. My job is to help clients understand that there's more than one story to tell. So I help people understand how to become compelling storytellers so that no matter the topic, no matter the format, no matter the length of time that they have, they can connect with their audience through story, okay? Anything is an opportunity to tell a story. Every moment is an opportunity to tell a story, but you aren't able to do that until you understand the structure behind stories and how and why and what elements are needed. Then if you only have time to include three of those elements, you can still do it because you understand the foundation of what makes a story, okay? But the biggest thing, the first thing I want you to understand is that your job does not end with one story. You're in for a rude awakening because people have a constant need for information from you and connection from you. You need to keep that storytelling strategy ongoing, ongoing, and ongoing. So what I help people do is understand how do we make that manageable? How do we use simple storytelling structures so that each story we tell doesn't exhaust us and use all our resources and time and money because we have a long journey of stories to, to tell? How can we keep it simple and speak to the heart so that they are effective and impactful even though this is one out of a long list of stories? Okay, so the second problem that I see all the time with brand storytelling or the attempt to tell our brand stories, as we've established now, is the misunderstanding of what story really means. I've had clients before that in the pre-production stage where we're, we're crafting the story and, and we're talking about the script and, and the, and the uh, shot list and the storyboard and we're trying to paint the picture that we want to go capture, I'll ask them, well, what's the story we're following? And the things that sometimes I get in return are not, are not story. So understanding what story structure is, what elements make up a story is huge before you jump into this process. Because what generally happens or what happens a lot of times is that people conflate message with story, okay? When I ask you, well, what's the story we're following? That doesn't mean what's the theme or what are we talking about or what's the message that you want people to receive like, you know, uh, our, you know our work is important or uh, I'm potentially working on a, a documentary about uh, the environment, about a river. You know, if I ask, um, you know, what's the story here? The story is not this river is important and we need to preserve it. That's the message. And that is something that's a part of our, of our videos and our stories, but that's not the story. Okay. The story is the narrative is the journey that we go on that delivers the message. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. So when you just talk about the concept and the theme, that 
in and of itself is not enough. And as we know, the most effective ways to deliver those messages and those concepts and those principles and those things that we want to convey to our communities and our clients and our customers is best delivered through story, through emotion. We, we, we give information about our product, about our cause through emotional stories of characters, right? So that is the second problem that I, I see so often is that people don't even understand what story means. They understand it's a marketable buzzword right now. So they're like, yeah, we just want to tell our stories. You know, we want to, we want to use, we want to do brand storytelling. We want storytelling, 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 but they don't understand what a story is. That's a major, major problem. A story is an emotional way to deliver information, an emotional way to package up and put a nice bow and ribbon on the information that you're delivering. Okay. You hook them with the story and then that's, the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down, right? And then you deliver your messages through that story, but it has to be woven through the threads of that story. Okay, number three. We talked about number two. A story is following a narrative of a journey of a character, right? Well, that leads us to the third mistake that most people make in their brand storytelling is that they don't have characters or they don't have clearly identifiable characters. Here's the reason why characters are so important. You probably already know this by now because we beat it into your head every week on the storytelling lab. They have to be relatable to your audience. The people have to have a reason to care. And guess what, folks? They don't care about anything but themselves. So the reason you get them to care about whatever you're telling them and the message you're trying to get across to them is to tell them, about, uh, tell them a story about someone that reminds them of themselves. See? It's one of those things that gets simple in theory to understand, but it's difficult to execute. You know, but a tip that you can use about getting them to identify with the person that reminds them of themselves as kind of a reflection of themselves is not that they necessarily are experiencing, experiencing the same things or, or going through the same things that that character is going through, but it's that they've felt the same emotions, right? So everybody's felt heartache, even if, you're telling the story is like the notebook, the movie, the notebook, and it's about, uh, you know, elderly love, right? Well, 20 year old people, you know, hey, cry at that movie too. You know what I mean? Because we've all felt love and heartbreak and losing somebody. And even if you have, if using the notebook example again, even if you're not losing somebody to dementia, we've all probably felt what it likes for someone that we love to be slipping away and we can't control it, right? Have you been there before? Ooh, so that hit me right in the heart. It probably did you too, right? So it's about how we relate to those people. And a lot of times when we're doing brand storytelling, it's really hard for us to craft out, well, who is the character that we're telling? Is it, is it our potential customer? Is it ourselves? Is it this random uh, persona? You know, what is the character when I just want to talk about, uh, you know, my new phone's features, right? Like what is the character? But this is what I urge you to do because the character is the most important element of the story because it's humans that you're talking to. It's humans that's watching your, that are watching your story. They care about other humans. It's been proven that, that you know, psychologically and neurologically, we register human facial, face, facial expressions and human faces more than anything else. That's what we see and we latch onto. That's why they tell you in branding to use you know, good pictures of people in, on your websites is because people respond to people, right? Simple, but difficult to execute. So 
That's the third mistake that people make in their brand stories is there's not a clear character or set of characters to follow the journey of, right? We're just talking about a bunch of random things, right? You want to have a small group of characters. Their micro story or that one character's micro story should tell the macro message that you're trying to get across. All right, let's move on to number four. Similar, no conflict. Now, if you've done a good job at carving out a character, generally, I would assume that you would understand that they have a conflict that they have to go through and overcome. Okay, but that's not always true. Here's the thing. People don't like conflict. If they're talking about their business and their brand, we have this thing. It's probably tied to a survival instinct that we have where we don't want to talk bad about ourselves or pretend that anything's going to go wrong. But we understand that things are going to go wrong. And more importantly, in our brand stories, we want things to go wrong in that character's journey because we want our business or brand or cause or service or product to be the thing that helps them overcome that obstacle and achieve their goal, right? We want to help them win. But we also need to understand that conflict, problems are what drives any story forward. I'll tell you a very quick story. This happens a lot. I was working on a reality cooking show pilot with my brother and a chef friend of his, you know, a decade, 15 years ago now. Wow. And we got pretty close to Food Network, but we, we you know, never, never sold the show. But when we were making the pilot, we were, you know, I was just following them for the week on a, a catering gig that they had in San Francisco and weren't really sure where it was going to go. And things started getting difficult, naturally. Things uh, started going wrong that week and leading up to the wedding. And I remember they were getting frustrated and they were getting, you know, with just the things going wrong, but they were getting extra frustrated because we had a camera in their face and they didn't want to show anything like that because they didn't want to seem, they didn't want to seem, uh, you know, less than or unable to or unprofessional or incapable or incompetent or any of these things that our insecurities associate with, with conflict, right? They didn't want to seem that way that way. Well, I was trying to get across them. It's like, Hey guys, we don't have a story. If there's no conflict, we have to have something to overcome and believe me, we'll overcome it. And things came, it, it really broke down organically like a story because the problems got came to a head and there was a climax of drama that happened at the wedding. And then they made a pivot and they made a change and they adjusted and they resolved it. I mean, it was a perfect story that happened. And so I was trying to tell them to trust the process because that's what's going to have people latch on. It's like, will they make it? Will they not? Will this ragtag team of North Carolina caterers make it in the high stakes world of San Francisco uh, catering? I don't know. Let's find out. Come back after the commercial break. But we needed that conflict to drive the story forward. You have to have that conflict to overcome. Now, your job is to understand how do I position my brand in that story so that we look like the agents of change to overcome and resolve those conflicts, not the causes of those conflicts. But you must have conflict. And that must be clearly established. What is the goal of the character we're following? What is he or she? What are they trying to achieve? What is the problem that they are facing? How are they going to solve it? And how do they solve it? And then how, you know, what happens to them? How do they change as a result? So poorly established or no conflict at all is the fourth common mistake that I want you to avoid in your brand storytelling. 
The fifth and final mistake is one that I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about when telling our brand stories. We like to make everything about us. And the paradox is here, so does your audience, so does every human. We all only care about ourselves. Now we may learn how to be empathic and, and, and care about other people, but it's still under the guise of how we view ourselves. Everything still comes back to us because we're, we're, in, we're, we're wired that way to protect ourselves, right? To, to want to survive. It's a survival instinct is what it is. So we care about us finding the food first, us protecting ourselves first. Now here's the difference. When you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or you have a nonprofit, you have to fight that urge to make it about yourself. I know you're excited about your own journey, but if you're trying to sell something to someone, you have to be so empathic. You have to be so filled with empathy that you have to put your mind you put yourself in their minds and understand what they care about, which again, it's simple, but difficult to execute because it's them. That's all they care about. It's simple. They care about them. They don't care about you. So there's a couple things to consider here. This happens all the time. This is why this is the fifth and final mistake that I'm talking about today, because this happens so frequently. Okay. First of all, Humans don't digest information in, in, in stats and numbers and bullet points and facts. And it's story. It's always been story. It always will be story. That's why, like we said, we deliver the information and the messaging through a narrative. That's how they ingest that information. So if you have a product, they don't care about your product features for the product feature's sake. You may be excited because your engineers created this thing that is so cool, this, this feature that your app does or that your product does or whatever that you think makes it so cool because you spent so much time in the lab building it. And, you know, there's this little minute difference that makes it better than its competitor, yada, yada, yada. They don't care. They do not care. Here's what they do care about. How does that little feature that you added help me more than if I were to go get your competitor's product. That's what they care about. Once you've proven to them that you can solve their problem or help them achieve a goal, then they may be interested. And again, just like the metaphor with the little narrative package to deliver the present, it's the same way. Then they may want more information. You, you got them hooked now. You gave them the present through a story thinking of them and how your product feature will help them. Then they may want to know how it works, but they're not going to want to know how it works until they know or trust or feel like it's going to work for them. Oh, it can help me, it can help me lose weight? Oh, well, how, how, does it, how does it work? Explain to me how the ketogenic diet works, right? But they don't care about it until they understand, hey, other people like me dealing with what I've been dealing with have lost weight or saved money or gotten a promotion, gotten a raise, whatever that goal might be. It's all the same thing. So they don't care about your product features. And guess what else? They also don't care about your internal celebrations, Okay. This happens all the time where it's like, we got a, a, a brand upgrade. We got a new logo. The only people that care about this on the planet are the people on your team. Nobody out here cares about your, your logo, right? Unless it somehow changes how you're able to serve them. They don't care about that. They don't care about how many people work for you. 
They don't, they don't care about that. We have 40 employees only how will your employees help them? Right. They don't care about this information. They don't care how many years you've been in business. Yes, that gives you a little credibility. I see what you're going through there. I understand. Here's the thing. We all understand why people want to get these things across. But it's because they aren't understanding what the people in the receiving end care about. And they don't care. There's a way to weave that information in there, but it has to be empathic and telling a story that the audience cares about. Then you can, you can squeeze that information in there. Like during our, our 40, year, 40 years of uh, experience in business, we've done this, but it's this thing. It's not, hey, we've been in business for 40 years. Aren't we awesome? Like no, nobody cares about that. And that's a tough pill to swallow. And people may not want to hear about that. That's why this one I think is the most important. I saw just recently uh, um, a brand post something where they were just showing, uh, they were trying to show behind the scenes. But again, there was no character. There was no conflict. There was nothing about the audience and how it's going to help the audience. It was just like, look at this. They were setting up for an event. And people are excited because live events are kind of starting to happen slowly. And so they just showed uh, the setup and they were like, look at, look at this setup, you know, and hard eyes or something like that. And I was just thinking like, huh, who's going to see that? And like, wow, those chairs and tables are laid out in an awesome manner. Like, I think I'm going to get that ticket to that event. <laughs> like nobody, nobody's going to see that and be like, I want you to be the one to solve my problems because your tables and chairs are laid out in a cool fashion. It's only how you help them. That's it. And so before we go today, I want to talk about a little way that I'm going to try to help you before the end of the year. I've got something coming out, a product for you that's going to try to help you use this simple structure that we talk about every week to forecast and to tell your stories in the long term. As we said, there's not just one brand story. As we said, you need a clearly identified character in conflict. As we said, message does not equate to a story. There needs to be a structure for a story. And as we also said today, it's not all about you. It's about your customers and what they care about. So I'm creating a storytelling workbook for beginners. And I'm going to have it available before Christmas, hopefully in the next month or so. It's just a, a, a journal or a workbook that you have with our template already created so that you can break down the elements of a story, what is required to be in a story so that you can achieve all the things that we are trying to achieve to become a compelling storyteller and avoid all the mistakes that we talked about today. So I will keep you posted on that. But again, it's a storytelling workbook for beginners. So even if you're a little further in your journey, you'll still benefit from this because it's going to have that template that you can follow every day, every story that you want to tell, no matter what the format. Okay. All right. That's it for today. The five mistakes of brand storytelling that I want you to avoid. Now consider those, get out there and tell your stories. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. 
And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow, and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.